everyone. Dave and Jeff. It is March 1st, 2020. How about that? We're doing a show at 8.54 Shit. at night. That's my fault. Because Jeff can't read a watch. I can't. I got down here to Eastlake. So I was out with my sons, but their mom uh, has a bad cold. So oh, immediately no. everybody tells you coronavirus, right? You got coronavirus. <laughs> That's what you would say. Right. Yeah. But because I'm a good dude, uh, my sons and I had been out to dinner. Yeah. So I texted her. I go, hey, how you feeling? And she goes, oh, man, I'm congested and just run down the whole thing. Great little place uh, next to their house, a little taco shop in La Mesa, Los Pinos, which is so good on Lake Murray Boulevard. I go, hey, you want me to run by Los Pinos? So get you chicken tortilla soup, some tortillas. She goes, God, that would be great. Nice. So we went over there. Because I said to my sons, I go, look, man, you always got to look out for your mom. And so the guys there, same dudes that have been there for 20 years, right? They're like, hey. I go, hey, man, their mom's laid out with a cold. Oh, we'll buff her out. So, dude, they, they're they just the coolest fucking guys in La Mesa. They made this huge thing for cool warm flour tortillas, right? But I dropped them off at like 7.10, and I go, all right, well, shit. I'll just head down to Eastlake right yeah. now. Well, we always tape at 8.15, 8.30. I yeah. fucking got down here at 7.30. Why don't you, yeah, why don't you say, hey, can you go? My answer would have been, yeah, I've been sitting right in this spot since 7.30. <laughs> It's like, well, I'll tell you why. Because a buddy of mine, so there's only one MMA magazine left. It's called Fighters Only Magazine. And a buddy of mine, Mike Chandler, that I've known for a long time, has got a big feature article. So I said, hey, what I'll do is I'll run by Barnes & Noble. Yeah. And uh, I'll see if they have it and kill a little time. And then I'll be over Dave's by 8 o'clock, no problem. Well, they have a book out. I think it's been out for a while about the Chateau Marmont Hotel in L.A. Really Pretty cool historic hotel. Dave, you know where it is on Sunset? You know what? I don't know where it is. It's, uh... I mean, I would know if once you tell me, I'll go, oh, yeah, I know the area, but I've so, never gone yeah. looking for it. If you know where the comedy store is, yeah. you know where the comedy store, and so you're coming, you're coming east, comedy store's on your left, Yeah. and Chateau Marmont is, um, it's not far from, like, the Ralphs, the Rock and Roll Ralphs, Yeah. kind of between... Rock and Roll Ralphs, and uh, and the Comedy Store. But what's cool about that place is a lot of history in there, and that's where John Belushi died. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm kind of looking at this. I'm laughing at John Belushi dying. I'm just saying it's so funny that, and I enjoy it, but I was wondering what anyone else thinks. Couldn't give less of a shit. No, not that. The fact that so many stories on a Sunday night especially turn into you were somewhere where somebody famous died. Right. So now I'm reading the article because I remember that we were yeah. we were kids though. Who okay? I'm gonna stop you right now. Mm-hmm. Who told you he died? Uh, Mary Hart on Entertainment Tonight. Really? I remember my sister telling me. I don't know why I remember my sister yeah. telling me John Belushi died. Entertainment Tonight, and I didn't know anything about Hollywood yeah. or that area. But this fucking guy tells the best story, and I got completely wrapped up in the story. It said that Robert De Niro had come to L.A. and would and wanted to stay at the Chateau. Okay. He walks in, and the manager, not recognizing him, goes, get the fuck out of here, <laughs> dirty. <laughs> and somebody freaks out. They're like, do you know who that is? And Taxi got, driver. He goes, he's a fucking bum. Get out of here. 
Well, now the owners have to call and apologize. And they tell the story that De Niro loved being at the Chateau. Okay. So on that night, which March 5th, a few days from now, yeah. I didn't even realize we're closing in on the anniversary of it. So everybody make sure you do fucking a line of blows <laughs> to celebrate. Uh, so, dude, it's so old school Hollywood, this story. It's saying yeah. that De Niro is hanging out with Harry Dean Stanton. Okay. They're going for dinner. They're going to Dantana's. Yeah. And then they're going to the Roxy. Okay. And they want Belushi to come with them. So they go to Belushi's bungalow at the Chateau, and they're like, it's a fucking disaster. Shit all over. And he's hanging out with that chick, Kathy Smith. And I had not heard that name in 35 years, but I just read this yeah. story 10 minutes ago. Belushi tells him, you go to dinner, go to the club, come back afterwards. They go... They come back. Belushi's fucked up. It says, De Niro takes some of the coke. He heads up to his room. <laughs> Robin Williams comes in. Robin Williams. Had just done a set at the comedy store. He comes in. He does some of the coke. Shocker. And then he fucking goes on his way. Yeah. And then how about this, Dave? The next morning, uh, the assistant to John Belushi, who's there to kind of keep him in line and get him in shape, Former kickboxing stud Bill Superfoot Wallace. You remember Superfoot Wallace on ESPN when you were a kid? And he was the uh, arch nemesis of Chuck Norris in A yes. Force of One? Yes. Superfoot Wallace realizes Belushi's dead. Oh, shit. And then it's telling this story of how De Niro wakes up, looks around the fucking hotel, is swarming with cops and paparazzi. I've been reading this fucking whole story. Like, I go, oh shit, gosh. this shit's great. And all of a sudden, they go, uh, hello, uh, it's 845. And I and the lady walks by. She's like, hey, hey, everybody, it's 845. I go, fuck. <laughs> I get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Supposed to be the names 20 minutes ago. Goddamn reading about Harry Dean Stanton doing coke at the Chateau. And I lost my fucking mind. Did you buy the book? I already own the book. Oh, okay. <laughs> I already own it. I just it's been on a bookshelf forever. There you go. It was a good one. Oh, this this is good. Um, one other book That's note. That's funny. Yeah. I have The Outsider. My son Cade gave me The Outsider, but it's like a typical Stephen King book. It's 700 fucking pages. Dave is telling me, and don't go into too great a detail, that uh the series on HBO sucks. Terrible. Okay. Right now, there's one to the last episode. So next week is the end of season one, which I'm really disappointed there's more than one season because I just want it over with. You ever watch a show and yes. go, well, I can't turn it off now. Right. But I would have turned this shit off after season after oh, uh, right. episode five. You and I talked about True Detective. I felt that way with yeah. the Vince Vaughn year. Vince Vaughn, Colin Farrell. Oh, the first year I felt that way. Uh, McConaughey and Woody Harrelson, I was... Okay with, but it but, got pretty stupid. Yeah, it sucked the way it ended. It ended in 30 seconds. Yeah, and then I never saw the third one. I didn't even give the second one a chance. Um, But this is how I feel. I feel like I can't let it go now because there's last episode's coming well, up. But then I see it says season one on there. And that, Dave, kind of how I feel about the book because I'm 300 pages into a 600-page book, and it's it's okay. And you want to throw it out the window, though, and well, jump to something else. So. I've only read one other Stephen King book in my life that I that I can remember, and that was a book called 112263. And the premise of this 
was that a dude goes in, he's kind of having a midlife crisis, yeah, and he goes into the same uh, kind of diner every day. And the owner of the diner is like getting sick, older guy, not feeling well, takes him to the back room of the diner, and he says, walk down that hall. And when the dude walks down the hall, he goes through a door and he finds himself in 1960. And he kind of checks everything out. He freaks out and he comes back and now he's back in the diner. But it's only been like a minute has passed. Okay. And what the guy who owns the restaurant tells him is, look, man, you have the opportunity to go back and stop the assassination of John F. Kennedy. But... You can't drop in on November 20th. You have to ride the timeout. So he goes back. He gets a job, right? He meets people. He starts tracking Oswald and other shit. But again, it's 700 pages. And yeah. I'll see this shit on my Facebook where I wrote five years ago. God damn, this book is shit. <laughs> but I'm 400 pages in. Uh, then I, I made it to the end. It was okay. Yeah. I was glad I stayed with it. But then they made a movie of it, Dave, with, really? on Hulu. Okay. With um, James Franco. Okay. And James Franco played the guy. He was shit. <laughs> and then this dude, Chris Columbus, you've seen him yeah. in, in movies. He was the restaurant guy. He was shit. <laughs> and I hated the movie. So I don't know. Like, I kind of want to stay with it. We'll see. But this is what I do want to mention really yeah. quickly from a book standpoint. I hype up guys I like on here because I know a lot of you read. Matt Coyle, buddy of ours, always does a great job. Another guy I got to know a handful of years ago, not on the level we know Coyle, but a dude that uh, I know a little bit is Don Winslow. Don started off, lives here in San Diego, started off writing kind of cool beach mysteries, yeah. then started researching the cartels, and wrote a couple of insane books, The Power Power of the Dog, The Cartel, Part 3 is The Border. Un-fucking-believable, based on, hey, based on real shit that's happened about less than half hour from where we sit tonight. And Don has a new book coming out April 7th called Broken. And it is six short stories of different people Guys like uh, that he had done in past books, you revisit them, and then brand new ones. The first one, about 75 pages, it's about two brothers. Two brothers that are cops. Their mom is a dispatcher. Older brother breaks up, and this is all on the back. I'm not. Yeah. It's not a spoiler. Older brother breaks up a huge hit for a drug cartel. The guy who owns the cartel gets pissed and kills the other brother. The mom, who's the dispatcher, hears this and tells older brother, you get fucking revenge for what happened to your brother and my son. Okay. And it's this dude. Oh, shit. <laughs> you talk about Katie bar the door. It is fucking nuts. That one's great. And then the second one takes place right up and down Del Mar, Encinitas, Carlsbad, all along the 101. It's about a guy who does high stakes uh, jewelry hits. Yeah. 
and a local cop trying to track him down. But if you love stuff like, I mean, he talks about all these little things that you would know. And that one's really fun. That's about 70. But there's six of these that each are like 70 pages, different things. Don Winslow broke and comes out April 7th. It's fucking fantastic. You know what's funny is you mentioned that the show I'm watching, the book you're reading that we're seeing drag, Stephen King. Stephen King, to me, is overrated. I haven't read enough, but I'll tell you what. I mean, uh, let me ask you. His movies, which ones stand out to you and go, man, that was a great movie? Oh, dude, you, I hated Carrie. I, it, Carrie sucks, right? Pet Cemetery. Coo- sucks Cujo. Cujo was stupid Christine the was car horrible. was stupid as shit 112263 sucked I think honestly the only one that I think you and I have ever spoken about oh. we go wow misery uh stand by me he wrote that too he wrote stand by me yeah there you go that but was that good. was a uh was a short story yeah that got made into a movie even the movie's short yeah you know the movie's not a long two-hour movie it's misery's like, great and yeah. but, but that but overall, yeah. I'm like, fuck no, wait. off. Now, how old do you think he is? How much is he worth? Oh, I got it. Um, Stephen King, 68. 72. 72. Fuck, he looks good. 400 million. <laughs> exactly right. How about that? 400 million. And he um, throws out the first pitch at least once a year at a Red Sox game. Um, I never saw this. DirecTV just got rid of it. But something that's supposed to be really really great and i have the book i haven't read it is a book called mr mercedes okay and premise is that a bunch of people are in line kind of old school like when you had a line up to buy concert tickets yeah and a fucking guy drives into him and this old school kind of down on his luck fucking detective is on the case. Now, I've heard that's really, really good. And I heard the TV show was pretty good. But it was on it was on Audience Network, right? DirecTV's Audience Network. And then DirecTV just got rid of that. So I don't know where you can find the Mr. Mercedes show. Dave, I just I heard that one was pretty okay. cool. The people but I get your point. Yeah. Dude, I don't need a 700-page exactly book. Exactly right. Like Don's books that I told you, um, Don wrote a book about called The Force that's his most recent one about these dudes in New York City that are cops that kind of can't find the line, right? Yeah. Like they're they're kind of getting, kind of forgetting who they are. They start getting involved yeah. in shady. Shit, that book's like 500 days, but it's so goddamn good. Then, You're like, you can't put this book down. And you don't down. want it to end. Absolutely. Yeah. But the problem is with the outside of the book is like the other one I read from him where you're just like, dude, let's fucking put the foot on the gas here, buddy. You're driving with the hazard sound, prick. <laughs> that's how it feels. Come on, four eyes. That's, exa- <laughs> that's exactly That's exactly how it feels. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. And while we're on this subject. Yes. Uh, everybody, you're welcome. And so, boy, I saw a lot of you fucking chirping on Friday when YouTube TV... Because you called your shot on Thursday. Yeah. Oh, hey, where did it all go? You asked for it. Yeah. Well, guess what happens? I put out one fucking tweet, one fucking tweet, and guess what? All of a sudden, they came back to their senses, and they're back on. And guess what I didn't see from any of you lazy fuckers? A simple thank you. Now, they didn't fix the problem. Isn't it just an extension? Well, it's extended out. Hey, it's not gone today, is it, buddy boy? Well, the season hasn't started today, buddy boy. Well, it's still there. Now, here's... <laughs> what are you going to do? I still have it. 
I know, but what say it goes to shit? Are you going to call DirecTV and say I'm sorry? No. Fuck. No, you just go to Hulu. DirecTV shit. Sorry that you can't see it. But now I have a question for all you big fucking talkers out here. Wednesday night, Dave, when I'm here, we're doing the next show. There's no goddamn chance this podcast is going to be any good. Usually it's gold. Do you know why yeah. Wednesday night we're going to be distracted? Why are we being distracted? My God. Fall you... guy's coming back? Fuck no, asshole. <laughs> Nick Walunda is walking the high wire over a live volcano. Good. I hope. Well, God, I can't you can't say you hope he falls in. No, he I hope he in. makes it. Why would you think I'd say that? Because you stopped My yourself. Tone? You stopped yourself. What did you call me? <laughs> I don't know. What I call you this time? Son of a bitch. Damn it. I cannot believe Let's what be you honest. just that, accused me that's of. That's what we all watch. He might fall in. Like Joe in the volcano. Yep, he might fall in. He might fall off just this one time. If he does. It's that... the worst family business of all time. Right. Right. You know, hey, what's the, like I was just looking at a tweet from Brett Boone about his son playing baseball at Princeton. That's a good family that's business. That's a great family business, right? Yeah. This is a horrible family business. Very bad. Like at what age do they tell the kids, hey, look, this is our family business. Yeah, when they're like. Put those chairs on your shoulders, Tommy. We talk about depression all the time in yeah. high school. Anyone who's depressed, go ahead and tell one of the Walindas. Yeah. Hey, I'm having a tough day. Oh, have you ever been on the wire in yeah. the wind? Really? I got walk from the Chrysler Building to the Empire State Building when yeah. I'm 22. With dance shoes on. <laughs> Do you know how I learned how to walk the wire? I walked a curb, and if I fell off, my dad threw eggs at me. I don't know if that was part of the trick. That's how I would train him. Put that big fan, like the driving. Yeah. How do you learn to be a Walunda? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I mean, you don't learn to be a Walunda. How, how far could you walk on the wire? Dude, are you kidding me? Not three feet. I'd be done. Dude, no way. You, I won't even get up on the goddamn ladder to put no, Christmas fuck, lights up. So true. So afraid of heights, it's insane. Oh. God yeah. and, and what insurance do they have? What insurance company says, I always give you shit about Tom Cruise. Who's yeah. insuring this fucking family? Right. <laughs> I mean, like some my son said to me, Is there a safety net? I go, safety net be burned up. <laughs> That's flammable material. You go, shit, you're right. Dude, even if there was some kind of net it, that, you know, that wouldn't burn, it would be yeah. hot as fuck. Yeah. You'd be like cooking and, your skin immediately. And then they always got to be fucking dicks and be like, we're going to do this part blindfolded. Just walk the wire, asshole, okay? Okay? Where, You're fine. Where's this volcano? Is it in Hawaii? Where's it's in like inside? Thailand, so there's no goddamn athletic commission down there. <laughs> they fight barefoot and shit on broken glass. Here's the thing with this asshole, though. And listen, I support everybody. I yes. support everybody. I respect everybody. <laughs> right? Yes. But this is the guy who's so overly religious. Yeah. And he's there and he's holding a big fucking curtain rod. And he's in yoga pants. And <laughs> fucking Dan skin halter top. <laughs> and he's walking. Oh, and he's wobbly. Right? He's got yes. the jelly legs. Jesus loves me right now. <laughs> ah, sing with Jesus. And you're like, dude, just get the fuck across the wire, okay? 
Jesus was like, don't drag me into this yeah. shit, you fucking maniac. Because you know what happens when he falls? Yeah. Last thing you're going to hear is Jesus, Jesus fucking Christ. Christ. This is hot. <laughs> That's what you're going to hear. You're going to hear Jesus' name with a big F-bomb right in the fucking middle. My tights are on fire. <laughs> yeah. Jesus is like, dude, all you got to do is yeah. drive around the country. Some of the coolest architecture, stained glass. Yeah. These were all built in tribute to me. Exactly right. Come in. We got the same fucking book everywhere in the pew. All I ask is maybe you throw five bucks in the tin. Is that so hard? I got a big enough problems with fucking yeah. these churches with snakes. Not going to worry about your right. ass. Fuck. Get off the wire. <laughs> yeah. Get off the wire. Your goddamn great, great, great grandfather, Carl. What happened to him? He walked Jack Murphy and then went over and knocked down about three fingers old granddad at Bully's Mission Valley. Probably fucked a charger girl. And he was like 80. And nobody acknowledges that as one of the great moments in That's San true. Diego sports. Even Nick doesn't bring that up. You know what's bullshit? Yeah, let's hear it. What's bullshit is everybody jumps up and down about Teddy Giannolis, who's a great dude. Great dude. But every chance you get, here comes the video of Teddy G popping back out of the egg. Where yeah. the fuck's the video of 80-year-old Carl Melinda? <laughs> the fuck's that? Huh, Bill Center? <laughs> fuck. I don't know. He's too busy writing stories about Wiki Gonzalez. Would you go? If he was here... Would I go watch it? Yeah, I'd go watch. Would I go watch someone walk across a volcano in person? Yeah, I'd go do it. What if he was walking from... Where could he do it in San Diego? I was just trying to think of that when you were Omni talking. Omni to... I mean, he can't go... He could go from the Omni to the scoreboard, right? Yeah, he could. Or I'd, like one of the towers? Could, yeah, you're right. I guess even if you walked across old broken down Horton Plaza, it wouldn't be that high. Right. And hit what he's done in the past. Right. Walk Revolution, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Until you make it down that shit. You don't even need to walk the wire. Just bring your bullshit and walk Revolution <laughs> on a Saturday night at about 1.30 and see if you don't get the shit beat out of you. Bring your curtain rod. <laughs> bring your curtain rod in here. Little slippers. Yeah. And see if you, you don't little... get the shit kicked out of you. Yeah. But that's Wednesday night. Okay. So we're going to be here. Okay. How long is the show supposed to be? Okay. God damn. I almost forgot my question. Okay. The show's supposed to run from 8 until 10. I knew it. God dang it. They fucking milk the shit out of this. I know. But this is my question that yeah. I have for all you fucking know-it-alls with YouTube TV. With DirecTV or Spectrum or anybody else you have, you have the ability to add time to the DVR. Yes. I don't know how you do that on YouTube TV. I looked at everything Oh, today. really? It doesn't say, do you want to add the extension? Right. And the other thing that really is shitty so far about both of these, I couldn't find it with Hulu. So it's not a live show. Um, because if it was back east, obviously it's 10 to 12 at night. Yeah. No, I mean, it'll it's, it's live on tape from earlier that night. Got it. But if he falls in, we aren't going to see the show. Oh, I think they're showing it. What do you think? They're showing Fresh Off the Boat? <laughs> Dr. Ken? Something. They're showing something, or they're just going to stop it with the big writing on the screen. 
Uh, Due to an unfortunate accident, we're going to stop the tape right here. Yeah. And here's uh, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. <laughs> um, but I so now maybe you go YouTube TV so smart. They just run it until the final credits run because with baseball games yeah. or anything live like that. Uh, Fucks it up all the time. You're yeah. Right. And you would think that they'd be able to just extend it out, but I couldn't find how to do it. Oh, so that's I guess I can just Google search it tomorrow. But um, yeah, I don't know. So that's what I was wondering. If anybody can tell me, can there you, you accept, go. I mean, there's got to be a way to do it. I Somebody will know. have an answer for you yeah. early in the morning. All right, that's all I needed. They'll have, <laughs> they'll have something for you. It's funny that uh, you were talking about the whole L.A. thing, the way you started the show off with the whole John Belushi. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, my son took a friend of his from the south. Sure. Who has never been to California in his life. Yeah. Okay. Now, here's the deal about when you live in the South. People in the South are afraid of California. They always really? think the worst things. I had a buddy of mine, man. He was one of my closest friends. And I used to say, why don't you come out and see me? And his mom used to tell him, the second you get off that plane, you're getting AIDS. AIDS? Didn't, AIDS. All right. And didn't wow. understand. And everyone always thinks that, oh, man, people in California are crazy. You know, it's not yeah. safe. Don't go there. Well, the guy comes out here. It's funny because he works for a NASCAR team now. You oh, know? nice. And he said, Josh went and got him. He was in Ontario, brought him back to, uh, they went to Hollywood. They walked the, yep. the Walk of Fame. That. Went to Santa Monica, the whole deal. And uh, the guy's like, this is the greatest place ever. Yeah. He said, I had, had a blast. You know, this is the most fun I've ever had. He said to him, Josh says, that's great. Here's the deal. Never want to hear a negative word about California again. He goes, yeah. my next time I have off, I'm flying straight into San Diego. I got to see San Diego and see what it's like. But it was it was funny. A lot of people would think going into a big city, if you've never been to a big city mm-hmm. before, maybe it's too much. You know? Yeah. I told you when I went to New York a couple of years ago, and it just felt like a, a wave of people just coming at you. Crazy, right? And it takes you about 45 minutes to kind yeah. of get used to it. And get then your you, legs. Get, get your, your legs, legs. And then you're good. Yeah. And this guy immediately. Great. Had a great time, the whole deal. But it, it's always funny how people are afraid to try out new things. Like, I'm one of these guys that I love being in the United States, and I'll go to yeah. Mexico, but I've never been to Europe. And yeah. a big problem is not that I'm afraid to go to Europe. I mm-hmm. just don't want to be on a plane for 15 to 20 oh. hours. Fuck. That's be, it. Well, yeah. if you do it, the key, though, Dave, is if you do it, you just spend the extra money because some, now, dude, it's so worth it. It's funny you say this because I just sent you an email by accident while you're on your way over here. I just sent you a thing for JetBlue, but I was trying to send it to my wife. Oh, wow. Because we're talking about credit cards. Yeah. And I go, we have an uh, American Airlines card. Yeah. And I go, fuck American Airlines. No, they're actually pretty good. God dang it. When I flew JetBlue a couple years ago, this is the best airline I've ever been on. JetBlue's great. Was great. And so I was just like, hey, if we're going to travel, I'd rather do JetBlue because it was so comfortable. American Airlines, I just flew them to Denver. I'll fly them again in a couple of weeks. Uh, I may have to go to Ann Arbor, Michigan. We'll Ann find Arbor? Out. Yeah, how about that? Jim Harbaugh wants to be your ear? Yep, that's it. Me and Al Borges. Is he still there running the office? Remember when Brady took Al Borges with him? Um, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you seen Semi-Pro? Uh, no. Well, the guy, the guy, there's a scene. Anyways, it's Semi-Pro. It's just, it's, yeah. They just put it on Netflix today. Because the anniversary of Semi Pro. Oh, no way. The guys talking oh, about, they're playing poker, and there's guys talking about how he, nothing like looking for Charlie in Vietnam. Because if Charlie was in Ann Arbor, then fine. <laughs> but because your ass wasn't in Vietnam. Ann Arbor. <laughs> oh, fucking great. Um, and then I'll fly American 
to Toronto in May. Okay. Montreal in October, and then probably Toronto again. Always American, huh? Yeah, you know, Dave, I start. Here's why. Uh, Delta's really good, too. Okay. But I started with United, and I have a ton of miles on United that are going to go to shit. Um, But when I flew United, they charged me for anything I wanted to do online. So if you come in, you want to watch movies or DirecTV, anything like that, uh, you're getting charged for it on top of whatever you paid for your ticket. Now, the one thing with United, they were pretty affordable as far as where I was going, and you could usually get there with one stop. But then I started flying American. And including a couple of weeks ago for uh, Colorado Springs and then home from Denver, I have had incredibly good luck with them being on time. Now you go, well, what the fuck's that? Who cares? Well, when you have to catch a connecting flight in Chicago and we're still dealing with this rinky-dink, you know, one uh, goddamn lane, basically, uh, airport in San Diego... Man, you get into Chicago on time, it means you're going to get your connecting flight on time. Everything's good. I had a situation about a year and a half ago where American checked in my bag at Chicago and then didn't put it on my connecting flight to Toronto. I called them. They connected me through to an agent at O'Hare. This fucking lady at O'Hare was so incredibly cool She went, she tracked down my bag, got it on the last flight to Toronto, calling me. She's like, hey, can you get out to the airport? I go, fuck yeah, I'll meet it. Got out to the airport at 11. They they just completely buffed me out, sent me a bunch of extra cool shit. But Dave, when you get there, uh, DirecTV is live, free, whether it's on your phone or depending on the plane. And the fucking seats are like old school, normal size Airplane seats, comfortable, people are nice, Delta the same thing. But I always say I don't fly as much as Ted or Mark, but we fly quite a bit yeah. for my job, and I've had good luck with American. JetBlue's great, but I just I don't, JetBlue doesn't go where I need to go. There you go. All right, got to ask you, are you watching any of these spring training games? Do any of them mean anything to you? It was fun. I watched a little bit of the Reds yesterday. Okay. Reds and Pods with our pal Tom Brenneman. And then I thought it very funny today that Nick Canepa posted on Twitter, hey, why isn't Fox Sports San Diego putting graphics up? And directly below Nick's tweet, those two shitheads, Orsillo and Mud, taking selfies of each other, <laughs> right as Nick's like, where the fuck are the graphics? These two dickheads that stopped taking selfies and look out for <laughs> Nick. Um, so not a lot, but it's been fun watching it. I like it. I was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm one of those things. I want to see number one uh, the uniforms. I had to look at the uniforms. You but know, I'm, I'm, but I'm, these don't; these aren't the real ones. And so, well, it's, I'm just saying. You're seeing the color brown. Doesn't bother me. It, it's it doesn't bother me at all. It's but as far as watching the game today, like watching the Reds and Pods, the Reds, I think honestly have a good team. A lot of people yeah. pick the Reds to win their division. The Giants are so fucking bad. Like right. I had no interest in watching the Giants. I can't right. imagine being. A Giants fan with going, we, oh. our manager's gone. We're bringing in this fucking guy who wasn't Gabe good Kaplan. enough for Philadelia. And we're bringing in guys like Billy Hamilton and all these oh. shitheads and everyone who stinks. Is that and, where Billy Hamilton yeah. ended up? And you're sitting God there going, holy fuck, dude, this is going to be really fucking Where's bad. Angel Pagan? How can you have a major team 
and yeah. go, what the fuck? We'd be happy if we had Marvin Bernard. I mean, this is yeah. terrible. Major team, major money, and you're going, this is the best you can do? And they got to completely rebuild that farm Horrible system. Horrible farm they system. They don't have anybody down below. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're really, really great baseball city it's a shame because the fans had been supporting that franchise like crazy especially since they started winning in 2010 yeah uh uh mike kruko that's the other thing man for the giants if it hasn't been a bad enough year already poor mike kruko fighting this illness i don't know been incredibly sick for a couple years walks with a cane jesus and it's really slowed him down he uh he's only gonna do road games. I think he's going to San Diego. Doing the National Quest. Yeah, but then the rest of them he's gonna have to do from a studio in San Francisco. Wow. And you go, ah, oh, well, what do I care about Mike Kruko? Well, Dwayne Kuiper and Kruko, when you get the baseball package, man, they do a great job. Really good. And I don't believe I've, I don't feel like we've dealt with either one of those guys, but they have an insanely great reputation around baseball as just being too incredibly old school. You can make an argument to, that the Giants TV and radio are the best in baseball. Yeah. Well, and Mud Norcillo got number one last yeah. year from awful announcing. Uh, but, but Kruko and Kuiper have won it. And then you go John Miller and Dave Fleming. Yep. On radio, fuck man, they it's just it's kind of cool. Just as a baseball fan, if the pods are doing whatever, get rained out, and you tune in, you go, well, these I like listening to those dudes. I, I'm not a Giants fan. I used to watch for Boach, but you go, yeah, those I'm not uh, not a Giants fan, yeah. but I like watching the games. Um, one quick thing, you mentioned the Reds, and I mentioned how many of us yesterday they picked up the Fox Sports Ohio feed. For the Padre Reds game, and it was cool listening to Tom and yeah. and Chris Welsh talking about how cool it was to have the Brown back in San Diego. Yeah, really like, cool. I think that's going to be a uh, a pretty great storyline yeah. throughout the year. It is funny that the Brewers changed uniforms. Like, remember when the Padres had these uniforms? You go yeah. on, it looks like the Brewers. Yeah, and we finally get away from these uniforms, and the Brewers go, "Well, fuck off. We don't want ours anymore either." Did they change too? Yeah, theirs are like kind of like an old school '70s Brewers, also. No kidding, I yeah. didn't see that. And so <laughs> it's, it's kind of kind of crazy. The Brewers logo is funny when Mud explained it because I've looked at it for years. It took me until for, the, B, the for, glove for Med, yeah, for Mud to uh, point it out to me of how what it was that it was yeah. the the M for Milwaukee, the B for Brewers, the glove. It, it's freaking yeah. awesome. It's great. Some right? some kid drew yeah. it. Some won a slap. contest. Yeah. And it's 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 just an awesome logo. Yeah. It's great. So old school and basic, right? Yep. No, really, really cool, man. It's uh, Overall, man, I can't wait for baseball. I'm not watching any of this XFL stuff. I know they say ratings for it are great, but man, I have zero interest in watching the XFL. No, but for me, no. I'm... I'm watching NBA. I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching spring training games. MLB Network has about three, four games on a day, and then uh, I can't wait for the season to get going. What'd I mean, this month. A, did you see what happened the other day with thirteen sixty and AC? No, I did not. I saw Darren apologizing for something he did. Well, yeah. So AC had been on Darren's show. Question came up about Tommy Pham's elbow. Yeah, because we remember that when the deal was made. 
Deal took a couple of days before it went through. Medicals were checked, right? And FAMS had all these different kind of treatments in the elbow. He's not even throwing right now. So the question came up the other day on AC report, where you at with FAM? And Kevin gave a very detailed answer talking about all the different things that are going on, all the different precautions that are being taken. And he said at the end, after all of that, but I don't know that any of us would be shocked or surprised if at a certain point this year, FAM got shut down. And he said, nobody here is saying it. Nobody here is mentioning that. I'm just saying, if you have that much concern about the elbow and it yep. got to a point, I don't know that it would be a surprise. You go, yeah, okay. 1360, and I don't know who it was, if it was Jim Russell or somebody else. I don't think it was. I know it wasn't Darren. I don't, I don't know if it was Marty, but they tweeted it out. Kevin Acey, quote, wouldn't be a shock to see fam shut down all season. And all was, season. Yeah, or, yeah, shut, not all season, but shut down at some point. Okay. And uh, it was pretty fucking shady, man. It was pretty fucking shady what they did to AC. Yeah. Now, look, for Darren to come out and apologize, okay, but now you're rat-fucking your producer, right? You're yeah. rat, you're... Well, was what Darren said 100% false? It was what Darren said, meaning when the, the tweet, I should say, because it, it came from well, Darren's show. So. No, it didn't. It came from the extra. It came, it came from, from the, the extra e- account. Extra 1360. Okay, sorry. Not so from I apologize Darren. to Darren now. So, so it, the, from that response, did AC say at some point? He, he did, be, okay. but it was a great, great example of it being taken out of context. Yes. So Kevin retweeted it out and said, well, hang on. Even if you listen to this entire 28-second clip, you're going to hear what I said, which is there were concerns about the elbow when the trade was made. He's done different things. He's not throwing now. I haven't heard any indication. But if at some point during the year he was shut down, it wouldn't be that surprising. And I think what they grabbed was if he was shut down at some point during the year, it wouldn't be surprising. But he had qualified it, in fairness to Kevin, a lot of different ways saying, hey, look, this is why I think we should all keep it in the back of our head. But I'm not saying Tommy Pham's going on the DL April 8th. Yeah, so Extra is looking for clicks. That's what right. happens. They get pushed by corporate to get as many clicks as they can. Right. Now, there's a part where you go from Darren's standpoint, you go, hey, man, you did the stand-up thing. Except for the fact Darren said the tweet was taken down. And all I had to do was go to extra 1360, and there's a fucking tweet. So if somebody told him it's to- taken down, can you go right now? Can you? Uh, do you have access to Twitter? Yeah, let me see. Hold on a second. Go to extra 1360, and it wouldn't be um, that far away, and it may still be on there. Um, hold on. Look at Friday. Yeah, I'm trying to get to, hold on. They have stuff just from today. Hold on. Go ahead. I'll let you say say whatever you want. So let me ask you, though. Is this something that if it was in New York, let's say this was the Yankees, is that wrong? Would the Yankees have done the same thing? Yes. And I do give Darren credit for saying, wait a minute, I'll fight the fight in-house with whoever. I want to apologize to Kevin, which I thought was cool. At the same time, don't you think Kevin lost his shit? 
Oh, I would have said, "Hey, what the fuck? I still have to walk in there every day, you yeah. assholes." Yeah. And now the Padres are all over me, including Tommy Pham. Yeah. It's hard enough talking to this fucking guy who doesn't want to be here. He's always pissed off. And now yeah. look what you guys just did to me. Are you trying to get me punched in my sternum? Huh? <laughs> he comes back with, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I found it interesting, the whole thing. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm still looking for it. Um, so maybe, I didn't bring my phone in, but yeah. maybe they took the, maybe they did eventually take the tweet down. But, I mean, it happens. God damn, I told you we had a guy made a promo where he's going to blow up Petco Park. Yeah. Whatever happened to that guy? He's number one in the afternoons right Shit. now. He's doing great. We love terrorist radio in San we, Diego. We, we Can't do. get enough of it. We do. No, they they took it down. Okay, I, I got down there. So the thing is, how's it going in Peoria? How's the health of Tommy Pham? Our Padre Insider Kevin Ac joins the show. Okay, but no, there's uh, nothing after nothing besides that. Okay, that's good. So good for them. Fuck it, everybody. Um, look, uh, you think uh, you think. Darren went back to AC and said, don't worry about it. Nobody listened to the station. I have the numbers to prove it. <laughs> this is a perfect example of a tree falls in a forest. <laughs> I don't know if any of that was said, but interesting. All right, Dave, I got a, yeah. I got a question for you. Okay. Let's change to the NBA right now. Yep. I find this story fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. There's a report tonight that Steve Ballmer... Yeah. is in advanced talks to buy the Forum. Okay. And he's going to move the Clippers to the Forum. Is he moving the Clippers to the Forum, or does he want the land because he's building his own arena in the same area? I think he just – they just okay. did a $100 million okay. renovation. So, it would yeah. just make sense to just buy the building. Now, you and I uh, – I'm going to stop you, but I, 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 we'll, we'll get to your question in a second. You and I actually walked into the Forum before they had their new grand right. reopening. right. And they said it was only meant for concerts and it wasn't meant for basketball anymore. Yeah, but they could do it. Yeah, they could do it. I mean, you and I saw it. You could oh, put yeah. a floor in right there. Oh, yeah. I've been there for UFC. Yeah. A couple of UFC okay. fights. Okay. So go ahead. Get to your question. What do you think? Now, again. No, no. It, it, this is great because I had this conversation before you walked in about an hour ago. This building. Yes. It's sacred. Right. With Jerry Buss. Yeah. Jack Ken Cook. Yep. Magic, Will Chamberlain, Kareem, Kobe, Shaq, all of them. All those guys you Mark see on classic, classic sports sitting courtside smoking. Yeah. Which always blew me away. Everybody's Nicholson. smoking. Yeah. All of a sudden could become the home of the Clippers. Okay, this is how I look at it. It's funny. My son lost his shit when he heard this story. He was really upset as a yeah. Laker fan. Yeah. And he said, hold on. Is that sacred? You don't go doing that shit. Yeah, that, that's bullshit. You know, that's the but Lakers. I'll tell you why he's doing it. That's the Lakers. Now, I look at it this way. Dude, if I had a car that I enjoyed yeah. and I said, well, I'm ready to go to a new car because this is my used car and it's not yeah. what it's not getting me what I need anymore. And you want to buy my used car? Mm -hmm. you go ahead, asshole. You go fuck your ugly girlfriend in my used car. Oh, I will. I got a, <laughs> I got a brand new car over here. Okay. Yeah, we had great memories over there, but I got a nicer car and I'm downtown. Yeah. And I'm okay. So, Steve Bomber, if that's what you want to do, you go ahead. You spend your money, dipshit. Well, you say that now. Yeah. There are no skyboxes. Well, there are there no. probably are now. I don't know. No, there's not. Is that right? Yeah, there's none. Wow. It is still, for anybody that went to the forum, I saw Gretzky there, Magic there. Oh, I did too. That's why I started working the NBA was right there. But. 
I asked my wife to marry me in that building. Yeah. Yeah. God damn. You could have done it wearing a fucking Norm Nixon Clippers jersey, too. <laughs> um, it is crazy, man. Yeah. That is crazy. Okay, why, why do you think Steve Bomber's going that route? I think he's doing it because MSG, which currently owns the forum, is losing their shit. Now, this to me is a fascinating story, and I know a lot of you fucking hate L.A., but this is really kind of interesting. So anybody who remembers old school Inglewood, yeah. you had the forum where the Kings played, where the Lakers played. Next door was Hollywood Park. Don't die. Don't sit there and dismiss the Lasers. The, the Lasers. Soccer team. Right. They were all there. And all of a sudden, everybody moves downtown. Holly Park, even with the casino, way after Marge Everett passed away. Hollywood Park is done. Yep. And the poor fuck, other than the Sizzler on the corner of Manchester and fucking Prairie. Yep. There ain't shit going on in Inglewood, right? The Inglewood Cemetery. That's true. Nobody's coming to town for that. No. Now, Jerry Buss sells the forum to a church. Yeah. And this church, in the weirdest move I've ever seen, although this happened at the Olympic Auditorium as well. It's currently going on there. The church that came in did nothing. They left the scoreboard up. Yeah. They left the jerseys up on the wall. They left everything. And they would just bring chairs into the floor and have church ceremonies. And it felt like you were there. And the Lakers were going to play later on tonight. Yeah. They never changed anything. They used it for movies. So, Dave, often you could go walk into the forum. Yep. And there'd be the first 20 rows would be nothing but cardboard cutouts because they would shoot movies in there. Yeah. And they had these cardboard cutouts of people that would be like stand-ins. Yeah. Then, uh, true. whatever it's been, maybe 10 years ago, MSG, Irving Azoff, the manager, longtime music manager, they make a deal to buy the forum. Yeah. They buy the forum. And they take it down to the studs, and they make a $100 million renovation. Again, at this time when they do it, yeah. Holly Park is dying. Other than the Sizzler, there ain't shit going on in Inglewood. Now, you make this a better concert venue than Staples, than the Greek Theater, than anything. Yeah. And you believe that the city of Inglewood should be indebted to you because now you're bringing people back into exactly. town. Shortly after this, Stan Kroenke announces that he's going to buy the land of Hollywood Park and he's going to move the Rams there. Yep. And I don't know, whatever the time frame is, it doesn't matter, five years. But now if you're MSG, you're going, wow, this wasn't a bad investment by us because the NFL is coming in next door, but they're not any issue to us. And I still think the city of Inglewood should be indebted to us because while Stan Kroenke has plans, remember when you two or Maroon 5 or whoever the case may be are coming to Inglewood, we're getting that money and we're putting it back into the city. That was the approach of MSG and Irving Azoff yep. and Mayor James Butts. Well, then Steve Ballmer comes in and he says, you know what I'm going to do, guys? I'm going to build my own new arena in Inglewood, 
and I'm going to build it six blocks to the left of the forum. And it's going to be fucking great because it's going to have skyboxes and we're going to move the clippers here and we're going to have fucking roller derby. No, I don't know if he's going to have roller Monday derby. Monday night boxing. We're bringing it back. Yeah. And we're going to make even a better concert venue. And City of Inglewood goes, who do we need to blow? This is great. <laughs> I don't think Mayor Butts ever said that. And MSG's like, you better fucking blow us, motherfucker. We're the guys who were here first. And Dave's analogy of like, hey, man, you're an old shitty car. Bald Steve Ballmer, Baldy over here. He's bringing in a new car and we're going to fuck chicks in the back seat of that limousine, not the back of your fucking pickup. No, you can do whatever you want. I think Dave Ballmer's looking at it going, why should I go down and clear out the legendary church's chicken and all that fucking land and go to court and have to deal with all this shit, build a whole new venue, got to get environmental impact reports, all that shit we've heard about. Why don't I just buy the fucking forum? Don't let them sell it to me. Why don't I just buy the forum? Building's already... I don't have to put shit into the building. The building's gorgeous. Why don't I just buy it and we can move right there and how kind of crazy would it be? And here's the other thing. Go ahead. Here's the other thing. All right, let's see what you got. I wouldn't be shocked if part of this comes into it. In the court transcripts that were released, there were emails back and forth between Jeannie Buss and Irving Azoff talking about bringing the Lakers back to the forum. And they kind of fucking dismissed Steve Ballmer. They kind of dismissed him. And I think a guy like Ballmer, successful as he is, may look at this and go, you know what, Jeannie? I'm going to fucking kick your dad right in the nuts. I'm going to buy his old building, and I'm going to move the Clippers there. And we're going to be there where all the magic happened. You can sit here downtown. J-Lo's not coming back. George Lopez isn't building that fucking restaurant again in L.A. Live. Taylor Swift will come back. To the forum. No. She holds the record. She's playing at SoFi Stadium, Dave, right across the street. You want to park here, asshole? I was going to let you park for free, but not now. 40 bucks cash. 30 bucks. 40. Look. Come on. Do you want to be in that fucking shitty neighborhood across the street from a goddamn cemetery or be part of L.A. Life? You want to be downtown. He's the third tenant. He gets all the shitty dates. Hey, there's still seven days of the week. You get he a, owns you, the forum. You get hey, look, motherfucker, you have one shit. Fuck you, the you Paula no, Abdul reunion you tour have no starts fucking here. Banners, have fun. Taylor Swift has a banner in Staples. He doesn't have shit. Yeah, well, we're gonna. Well, you know what? When you get a banner, we'll give you better dates. Guess, okay, we might throw you a Sunday night. Fuck face. Put your fucking Taylor Swift banner up. Guess who we're putting up? Hand job. Who are you going with? Gabriel Iglesias. Great. Fluffy. Great. You go ahead. And I'll tell you who else we're bringing back. Louis C.K. <laughs> He's coming back. He's going to sell out. You know what I always remember when I would cover games at the Forum and the yeah. Lakers would play the Clippers and the Lakers, let's say, would win most of the time back then and they'd be passing each other in the hallway and Nick Van Exel would say, that's right. Take your ass back to Compton. <laughs> it's great, man. The Clipper guys. 
Let me ask you this. Yeah, go ahead. Could this motherfucker be so rich that he's he going to buy the forum and still build his own building? Dude, that's what I was wondering. That's the first thing I thought of. Shit, Dave, he might. He, because it, there are a, no skyboxes. No, this could be a fuck you purchase. Does he, you know? bu- does he buy the forum and bulldoze it? Dude, that would be a big kick in the nuts. Now, now at the same time, Jerry Buss didn't build the form. No, Jack Ken Cook did. did. Yeah, who owns the who owned the Washington Redskins until he dropped dead. And but he's the one who drafted Magic and everything else. And that is uh, that'd be something else. Imagine if he just said, "Hey, we're going to use the form for a practice facility." That's what right? we're fucking doing. Fuck. And maybe have indoor tennis once in a while. Dude, this son of, <laughs> this son of a bitch. <laughs> Bring in a Kornikova back? Yeah. Host sh- the AVNs yeah. there? <laughs> Dude, it's a shitload Bring of money. Bring those home? Yes. I don't, see, I don't know the area. You go up there a lot just yeah. as far as looking at the area. I don't know how nice the Rams are making the area. I mean, it well, could they be, haven't done shit yet, but they will. But it's, it's supposed be to really be really cool. Yeah. So, supposed to be great. So as much as we, we goof on how shitty Inglewood is, for all you know, Inglewood might be one of those places they go, man, remember this well, when this was a shithole and now it's great? Well, it's like I told Jim Steig today on social media. Jim Steig, longtime NFL executive with both the league and the Chargers, wrote that with the combine wrapping up, that it wouldn't be a shock if the NFL moved it to either Las Vegas, moved the combine there, or moved it to L.A. And I said, well, I don't know that Inglewood's the place for the combine, Jimmy. That Inglewood's not Malibu, baby. Just call him baby? No. Oh, too bad. <laughs> too bad. <laughs> just go just go old school. Now I could see him moving it to I could see him moving it to Vegas. Yeah. Look, the the NFL network is moving there. Whatever it was, two fucking weeks ago, I flew in to LAX right over it. Dave, I'm I'm looking at that stadium going, how the fuck is this thing open in in five months? It looks like they got a shitload of work it to do sure to does. get the stadium done. They just had a crane fall the other day, right? Is that right? Yeah. I didn't hear that. Wow. Did Okay, does Jim Steig, this is, you know this question, does he have a book? Has he ever written a book? He has not. He's the guy that should be writing a book. If it was, if he would do a tell-all. Yeah, I don't know that anybody knows who the fuck he is, though. Damn. Like we do. Kintera knows who he is. Drops his name all the time. He. You know, Jim Steig told a great story one time about Garth Brooks. Yeah? Yeah, right? Coach man. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as far as yeah, putting I, on the Super Bowls, but the story, we all want to know as San Diego fans what happened with Dean because it didn't end well. But he wasn't here when it all fell apart. Yeah, but he knew he knew all the shit that was going on, all the talk, all I'm the years. I'm shocked that Trotter hasn't written that book. I'm shocked Trotter hasn't written the book. I don't think and maybe Trotter it's still can. coming. I don't think he can. Because he's with the network? He's with NFL Network, and, and Dean's an owner. I think if Dean sold the team, he could write a book. Kraz writes it? <laughs> I love um, Kraz, but it'd be different if Trotter wrote it. Somebody has to write the book, right? I mean... We look, want it. We want the tell-all book. Well, you could do all three cities. You could do yeah. Cronky leaving St. Louis because that was a shit storm. You could tell you could do Mark Davis leaving Oakland and then Dean leaving San Diego. Yeah. I mean all of all of the disasters. You know it's funny. I, Oakland fans I feel bad for. Mm-hmm. San Diego fans definitely feel bad for. Right. We've got a first row seat. 
I don't give a fuck about St. Louis. Fuck St. Louis. You lost the St. Louis Cardinals football team in 87. Yeah. Fuck off. Fuck off. You blew it twice. You blew it. Poor Otis Anderson. Just wanted to stay God home. Damn, Jim Hart. <laughs> Neil Homax with his arthritic yeah. hip because you guys wouldn't fix the fucking turf. Yeah, and did you have a kicker that was Jim B-A-K-K-E-R? Jim Bakakak? <laughs> Is it Jim Baker? What's his name? Remember that fuckhead? Am I right on that? Yeah. Probably a straightaway kicker like a douche. They had like one playoff win since 1947. Fuck yeah. the Cardinals. Fuck and dude, you have two teams. Just come up with a new name. Why do you, yeah. why do you have What's two fucking on? Cardinals? Imagine yeah. if our football team was the Padres also. Yeah. Fuck. God, I hate using their you. fucking brain around here? God. Fuck. No wonder you had Augie Bush just getting everybody hammered. <laughs> uh that's what happened. Some drunk just said, fuck it. We'll call them the Cardinals. Every team's the Cardinals. <laughs> Let's go. Until the Blues fucked up the rhythm of the whole yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we love colors. Um, But I'll say this, Dave. Having been at the final Charger game, both of them. Yeah. And having been at the final Raider game, I, I get it. I like both fan bases. Both of you walked out of there with your fucking hands in your pockets. It's just like, oh, you were so defeated. <laughs> like, for Charger fans, yeah. I would have given you shit until I saw it with the Raider fans. And they said the same thing the Charger fans said. That last year, yeah, when they thought everything was done, it was incredibly emotional. Yeah. Just like it was... When Rivers and Gates and Weddle, I got it, but they still left. Yeah. So the second time it was acceptable, and I'm telling you that as a Raider yeah. fan, I just watched it in December. It was a fucking joke. Like I paid three hundred bucks for this shit. <laughs> got Rosie in here, um, and they just like they just shuffled out. Well, also, if you're a Ra diehard Raider fan and you're someone that's like our age, you're going, this has happened to us before. Mm -hmm. This happened to us, you know, when they moved to L.A. Going, but, damn, how many times is this team going to kick me in the nuts? Just yeah. go already. Go. But if the combine moves, you move it to Vegas, right? I don't know. I, I, I thought the whole idea was L.A., that everything was going to be L.A. to try and help things out a little bit. I tell you what, the, all the stories with – the Chargers and who their quarterback's going to be. You can't move into that SoFi Stadium with Tyrod Taylor as your guy. No, nope. I mean, it has to be Tom Brady or a big name. It's not going to be Cam Newton. Has to, oh, my God. It has to be. You have no fucking chance. None. Sean Walchuff will be sitting there by himself on yeah, fucking Sundays. Sitting there with his uh, blue Lucha Libre mask on. <laughs> Are you guys walking tomorrow? You could have another hostage photo Dude. taken. <laughs> Yeah. Here's the deal. All right. It's supposed to rain. 80% chance it's supposed to rain okay. at 6 we'll in the morning. Bring a poncho. That's what he said. Doesn't matter if it's raining. Yeah. Because we're walking. Eight in the morning. I mean, it's six in the morning. It's going to be 80% chance. Josh looks so chance. miserable. I know. I said to him, I go, what day. the? I know. He, I didn't make him get up and go. That fucker. He sits there and complains the whole time. I told Woods, this picture looks like the comeback photo for Color Me Bad. At, it was great. At Casino Palma. That was great. He goes. So um, he's like, no matter what, we're going. And then while we were walking on uh, Friday, because he walks on by himself somewhere else on yeah. the weekends. I was walking behind him the other day. I tripped on a rock. I almost went down, but I caught myself, you know? Yeah. And then he fell. Did you see him bleeding? Yeah. Yesterday? And I was like, what happened to landing gear, dude? You got to get the fucking landing gear. <laughs> landing gear was out. 
just yeah. didn't fucking do well. Well, I saw one picture of you guys. You look like the fucking cast of Naked and Afraid. Oh, it's shuffling. not fun. It's not Why fun. Why are you doing that? They have paths. It's, dude. What's I, he I, looking for? Dude, they're called sidewalks for a reason. Right. Dude, I fucking don't want to sit there and walk the goddamn trails. I said to him, I go, how do you know these trails? He says, I don't know. I just walk. Like, he doesn't know what the fuck he is either. We're going to get lost. I can't lost. believe you're following that guy. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna get, he looks great. But these fucking, no he's joke. awesome. Hey, you know, uh, the goal is to get 10,000 steps in in a day. Uh, yep. Dude, within one hour, we get those 10,000 steps. That's we're, really We're great. walking super fucking fast. Good for it, him. It's a lot. Yeah. Good for, <laughs> it's five Here's how, honestly how it goes for me. The difference of him and me. Yeah. We walk, get done at 7 o'clock. He goes and goes and does another workout somewhere else. And he starts, by the way, an hour before me. He, gets he goes at, to his uh, jujitsu class. Yeah, he gets up at 345 every morning. Wow. Then so. he fucking works out an hour before I get there. Then he works out again. Good for Dude, him. 7 o'clock, I come home, shower. I go right back to bed. Good for, for you. Hour. Good for you. Dude, I'm so fucking tired. I'm like, <laughs> in my head as I'm walking, I go, this is what I'm going to do. I go, fuck it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going fuck back to it. sleep. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Woodsy. Just lost like three listeners and shit. <laughs> All of us used to listen. Now I was fucking That's walking it. and talking. All right. Before we get to how old are they and how much they're worth, and actually the names are decent because we're finally hit March. February sucks. Yeah. Jesus. Nobody famous has uh, kids in February. want to mention all the guys that helped this show run and can't thank the guys enough, like Dan Williams. Dan, again, is a leading mortgage professional. He's a guy that will help you out. He's the guy that wants to make sure that you can get out of your situation where you are renting. He wants to help you get into a house. If you look at the market right now, Houses are going up like crazy. They're selling like crazy. The value of homes are going through the roof. But right now you're renting and you don't get a chance to take advantage of this market if you own a house and you're looking to maybe move up or, or actually downsize a little bit like I'm looking to do soon. Dan wants to help you get out of the rental market. All you have to do is give Dan a call. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. Also, you can contact him, Daniel, at SanDiegoLending.us. Man, Friday was payday for your buddy, and so we've been taking you on my journey. I like it. Uh, my credit score is good, but I was saying for a lot of you, you can find yourself a little behind the eight ball after the holidays or auto repairs yeah. or pre-sale codes. Everything comes up. So the other day, Dave, it's a Friday, it's a payday, and I always start. You always start with that uh, bank account. You go, okay, where are we? Yep. You look at it. Looked at it Friday. I go, okay, I'm good. I'm good. So I have two uh, retail credit cards. The first one for auto repair, six months, same as cash. Make a nice little dent in that one. I go, good. I'm going to get this one paid off. Minimal balance left. Yep. Four and a half months to pay it off. I'm fine. Next one is a retail card that I have one balance that's six months, same as cash through June. The other one is 12 months, same as cash on the same card. It was Christmas and a couple of things that we needed. And you looked at those, made a significant dent in the one due in June. I go, this is great. Lined up perfectly, feeling good. Now I have two actual credit cards and these two credit cards like everybody has one gets you rewards the other gets you miles uh the reward one is the one i use the most and so i log into that and i look at it, i go fuck this is a very manageable balance i make a good significant payment here yeah uh, another payment on the 15th and then another i go shit man i may be done and this is great and i'm very excited 
I go, great. Well, the only thing I have left is the one on the miles. I know I don't put anything there. Let me log in. Fuck! <laughs> Fuck! Oh, hello, Rolling Stones. Hello, Pearl Jam. Hello, Tim McGraw. Hello this. Hello that. God damn it. I did not make a significant yeah. dent in that because I was so dumb. I mean, you're not it's dumb. It's going to be it. worth it. You're going to love the experience. Yes, but I was laughing because I was so proud of myself 10 minutes earlier. But the good thing is, whenever you're paying yourself out of debt, you're yeah. doing a good thing. Yes. And the good thing is, I now know that when my um, credit journey starts, instead of going from right to left, starting with the retail cards, I'm going to go left to right with go. the highest balance. We're still fine. We're still on track. It's all manageable. But it would also help if you knew which one of these fucking cards had the highest balance. So... Uh, then I told Dan, I go, hey, you see the UFC's coming here, right? He goes, no, 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 no. I go, no. They don't even go on sale to March 28th. I said, I'll be way out of trouble by March 28th. And then we'll just start the cycle again. Yeah. But I say this, the goal for me is not to just pay off cards. The cards will be all paid off soon enough. We're fine. The credit score is fine. All of that's fine. The goal is to be able to buy another house yeah. and go back and buy a house in La Mesa, buy my kids close to their school, close to where everything is. And the only way I can do that is to finish paying off these cards. Then you put a little money in the bank, which is be fine. That's already there. Yeah. And then find the right property with the right financial plan. That's why I'm so thrilled that Dan's a friend of this show. He's your friend as well. 858-688-6813. I have to cross bridge one before I cross bridge two, and it's the financial help that Dan has taught us through Borrow Smart, Repay Smart, and how to buy a home with no money down that's allowing me to do it. Follow the path that I'm on. Uh, it doesn't take me through any shrubs. Nobody pushes me down. And then uh, when those are off, then we'll look ahead and start getting ready to buy a house later this year. Absolutely. When you're done talking to Dan, make sure Nick's calls to Brian Curry. Brian Curry is the guy that help you find that perfect home. You know, San Diego County better than anyone else. Right now, we're working with Brian. Brian is so good at what he does, man. He sends me, no joke, about 25 houses a day. And yeah. he goes, just put a check mark next to the ones you have an interest in seeing. He, again, he doesn't even say what neighborhood do you want to live in. He says, what street do you want to live on? He can narrow it down for you. He's really good at what he does. Again, my wife and I, were putting our house on the market in about two weeks. Wow. And then we're looking to uh, to make a move, looking to downsize a little bit. So, again, Brian Curry is your guy. Just think about the neighborhood you want to live in. Brian Curry will help you out. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. I have figured it out where I want to be, Dave, and is not far from La Mesa Village. Okay. Kind of dig the village. Um, not so much that you want to be in there on a Friday night or Saturday night. They don't have a lot of bars right there, but it is. But you could go a couple of blocks west. Do you want to live close enough where your kids, if your wife got pissed at them, could say, just walk to your dad's? Yeah. Oh, I think they like that, too. Oh, shit. That's why I'd say no. I could know. I don't need you coming over here in a bad mood. If you're fucking up over there, I don't need you walking over here and fucking up over no here. No shit. And, hey, here's the thing. If you come in... And Jeannie Pepper's on the couch. Yes. Remember, you're that kid I sponsored in Guadalajara. Yeah. And you're just fucking coming over to say hi and do the dishes and then get the fuck out of here. Those kids and are going to be cock blocking you. Shit. I hadn't thought about that. Shit.
<laughs> when Kathy Smith is over, what are you going to fucking do? <laughs> well, I better do those fucking lines quick. <laughs> Damn, and surgical tubing's not going to pay for itself. <laughs> Wait, Brian's, Brian Curry's like, thanks, Dave. Guy was doing fine with the ad for me. I didn't say yep. you don't have to live in Lamaze. I said, just make it so they can't walk over there. Yeah. Well, shit, they run half marathons. Uh, I got to move 13 miles away. <laughs> Where the fuck am I living? <laughs> Lemon Grove? Can they run to Temecula? <laughs> like, God. Uh, what was that stupid fucking movie when we were kids? About the guy who was pissing his bed and he had to run home every day because his mom would hang his wet sheets out. Remember that yeah. movie? Wasn't We've it like talked the about Michael that. Landon story? Yes, yes. Was that his? That wasn't uh, his that, real story. Yeah, though. that's Michael Landon's real story. They had a run. Why the fuck would you make that movie? Fuck no. I wouldn't tell anybody that story. That fucking guy was Little Joe, fucking yeah. every chick on the block. Yeah, I wouldn't tell that story to anybody. Now he's trying to get Carly Simon on the phone. She's like, "I'm not coming over there." Those wet sheets. <laughs> Yeah, you got the worst name of all time, little Joe. Fuck. How about drinking some more water so your piss isn't so fucking dark yellow? Jesus, clear that shit up. <coughs> yeah, I don't need a kidney infection. It's crazy. I can't remember shit. I just remembered it was Michael Landon. Yeah. Do you remember that? They all laugh at ha <laughs> Remember how kids all laughed yeah, at those yeah, shows? Of course. The fuck was I telling you? You're talking to me that you gotta live far enough for your kids can't come over. Oh shit! All right. Well, I want to move close to the greatest commercial of all time. We'll clean that up in post. <laughs> People are like, do you edit? I'm like, have you ever heard the fucking show? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ! And how long does it take you to edit this show? I'm like, we never yeah. have. Talk to our sponsors. They'd be like, no, <laughs> they don't edit. Just fuck everything up. <laughs> hey, why don't you get the fuck out of this spot, buddy, okay? Maybe come back tomorrow and be a little better, coach. Take a few plays off. <laughs> Over. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. <laughs> well, I moved to La Mesa, so my kids, I won't hang sheets out over the wall. Father of the year. I won't do any of that. Yeah, especially if Jeannie Pepper's there. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. All right. I also want to mention Alan Taylor, tailored made pools. Alan Taylor, man, he's busting his ass right now. Do you see now. what he's doing? He's doing a lot. What'd I miss? He's at the Sheraton. He's at the Yo, Sheraton. Oh, yeah, I did see hook? that. Man, yeah. that is something else. They I, made I, the right call. Yeah, that is a big move right there. Well, also, there, there's a guy I know who said, hey, guess what? I'm in the neighborhood, and my wife wants a new pool. Good. So our house doesn't have a pool. The one thing we're missing, we have two little kids, and she wants a pool. And he goes, I got a guy. And I go, hold on. I got a better guy. Dump that guy. Called Alan yeah. Taylor. Alan Good. Taylor's now his guy. Well, he made the right call. Absolutely. Taylor made pools. That's the way to go. It could be the right call for you as well. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Uh, congratulations to the Sheraton Hotel. And if you're following Al on social media, man, has that been fun. One incredibly huge undertaking. But the guys from TaylorMade Pools are up for it, and they're ready to do it. And at the end, that pool is going to be fantastic for all the guests that are staying at the hotel. You can find out for yourself. But why have to check into a hotel? Why not do it in your backyard? Dave, I was chatting with a guy tonight who reminded me. We were talking about legendary boxers, and the name Archie Moore came up. Yeah. 
And a lot of people forget that Archie Moore, living in San Diego, was known for his house in the backyard. He had a swimming pool shaped like a boxing glove. Yeah. And how cool is that? Well, you may not need a boxing glove, but maybe there's something that you would like to do that, no joke, would be meaningful to your family. And all you got to do, talk to the guys at TaylorMade Pool. They're going to design it for you. You're going to see it in 3D technology. And the next thing you know, shovels are going to be going in the ground. You're going to be staying in that pool. So give our friends a call. Check them out on social media. Tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. Also, don't forget about that perfect website for your business. It's just around the corner. If your website's not getting the job done, Kyle Fluger can help you out. 619-500-6621. 600-6621. Got a great email from all the guys today. We just send an email out every couple of weeks thanking them all for being a part of what we do here. And my man Flukes wrote back to the group. Hi, everybody. Can't wait to get going on doucheoftheday.com. <laughs> Boy, I tell you what, man. It feels like every day. Don't we all feel like you find at least two people that will qualify for doucheoftheday.com? Oh, there always are. We may have to launch that, no, but those are. all I know is I have friends that have called Kyle and used them for his website, like Dave and I did for the show website for jakesprojects.org, and we couldn't be more thrilled. You will find the same feeling once Kyle gets you rolling. All right, here we go. I'm ready. March 1st, famous birthdays. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going to start off with a big name, Justin Bieber. All right, I got a question for you on yeah. Bieber. I'm not a huge country music fan. Yeah. But you scan, you find different songs. Yeah. So there's a song that's out 10,000 hours. Yeah. Kind of a cool song. I'm yeah. not a huge fan of Dan and Shay. Yeah. These guys, but it's all right. Did you know Bieber's on that I song? I did. I did, know I did not that know that yeah. until today when I was watching a show that said those three guys are nominated for a country music award. Are you allowed to listen to, like, if that song comes on, on the, I mean, yeah. Dan and Shay aren't really known for their, you know, rugged yeah. bar fight in no history. <laughs> but uh, but you could probably get away with leaving those guys on on the radio. But with a Bieber song, can you leave that song on? I think you can because it, uh, I mean, here's the deal. A couple of these guys have done this. Justin Timberlake did it a few years ago yeah. with, with uh, Chris Stapleton. Oh, that that was a cool song. Huge hit song. And then, but I tell you what, I give Bieber credit because eight years ago, everyone wanted to kick the shit out of him. Right. Right. And then he made it through that teenage year. We go, well, his career's about over. Debbie Gibson knows what this is like. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, here he is, 26, and he's still putting out big music. So, uh, yeah, I think you can get away with it right now with Justin Bieber. I think he, he missed the bad years where maybe his career was about to die, and it's not. All right, so I think you just gave me a hint right there. I'm going to say he's 26. That's it. 26. Good job. Well, you just said <laughs> it. I know I heard it myself say it. Uh, How much is he worth? That's the big question. Boy, oh, boy. This kid made a ton of dough, right? Is he? Could he be $200 million? He is. A little bit more. What's he at? 265 Damn. 26 and 265 He still may be on Douche of the Day. Though. Yeah, he might be. Might be. Here's your All Douche right. of the Day right here. My least favorite guy in the NFL, Tyreek Hill. Oh, yeah, he's a fucking yeah. jerk. Tyreek Hill, 25? 26. 26. How much is he worth? $60 million. $3 million. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he made more than that. No, nah, man, he's still he's still not on that huge contract yet, so it's uh, $3 million is what he's worth. Wow. All right. All right, Mark Paul Gossler. Ha! <laughs> 
fuck, this is going to be one that I think people are going to be surprised by, right? I'm going to say he's 45. Really good, 46. Now, how much is he worth? 10 million. Close, $9 million. You're off by one on each one. All right. Alan Thick. okay? He died Dead. a few years ago. Yeah, he died four years ago. Um, I just heard an interesting bit of trivia about Alan Thick the other day. So he may make some money uh, that we're not knowing of because he wrote a couple of TV theme show songs, yeah. right? He also Facts yeah. of Life? Yeah, he also wrote, I think he wrote Different Strokes also. Wow. I think he wrote that one too. He had a big song on uh, soap opera with Gloria Loring back in the 80s, too. I can't remember the song. Oh, he but was I remember, married to her. But he had a song with her, too. He did? That was super popular, like in 1985. He wrote it? Yeah, he sang on it, I think, too. Or He wrote it for her. Yeah. Let me see if I can find this fucking song. Uh, Guarantee it's the only fucking song she has. Um, Alan Thicke would have been 67. The song is Friends and Lovers. Do you remember that song in 1985? Yeah. I don't okay. think he sang on it, though. What did you say What did you say now? 67. Okay, by the way, she sang that song with Carl Anderson. Mm. Basically, is it, it, it came out in 1986, and it is not Alan Thicke, because Carl Anderson's black. It is not Alan Thicke. <laughs> it looks like... Uh, Who's the guy? Who's the guy Phil Collins sang "Easy Lover" with? Philip Bailey. That's a, yeah, it could be Philip Bailey. From Earth, Wind, and Fire, dude. <laughs> Philip Bailey was awesome. All right, what did you say? How old? Sixty-seven. He died at sixty-nine. He's seventy-three. Oh damn! Would be seventy-three. How much is he worth? Uh, Eighteen million. Forty. Shit. Forty million. Pretty good. Not too bad. All right, Ron Howard. Goddamn Opie. Opie, shit. Let's see. All right, let's see if we can do the fucking math on this. How old was he when that, or what year did that fucking Andy Griffith show come out, right? <laughs> I can't even tell you. We weren't even born. No, I know. I'm going to try to figure he was probably. All right, let's just say he's eight and 65. Okay. Uh, no, I think I think that shows before that. I like how you're doing the math, though. I'm going to say he's eight in... It started in 1960. 1960? It ran from 1960 to 1968. Okay. So let's say he's... I'm going to call him six when that show starts. That makes he's born in 54. Makes him 66. Exactly right. How about that shit? That was really good You math. like that? That was really good. You like that? Like that, huh? Uh, then how much... Fuck, you director... He was the bowler that screamed. I love that guy, Pete Weber yeah, Jr. You sound like Pete Weber right there. Pete Weber Jr. I think he's worth $140 million. Got really close. 160. Wow. 160. No, it's funny. I was <laughs> I don't know how often you talk they talk about the Andy Griffith show, but I was talking about it yesterday with somebody. Yeah. How a friend of mine was saying that his wife was coming back from being out of town for three weeks and he had to go yeah. home and clean the house. Hmm. And I always remember the one episode on Andy Griffith where Aunt B was gone. Oh, shit. And the dad said to Opie, we got to clean the fucking house, you know? He didn't yeah. say it like that, but we got to clean the house. So they, they're rushing, cleaning the house, and then the dad realizes, you know what? If this house is clean when she comes back, she's going to feel like she's not needed. Oh, that was a great one. And then they go and they fuck up the whole house again. Opie yeah. takes a bite of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and throws it under his pillow. Right. She loved it. Yeah, and she walked in the house and loved it, that the house was a mess yep. because it showed they missed her. By the way, I heard when she died, not one cast member showed up to her funeral because she was a bitch. Aunt B I'm, stood for big bitch. 
Nobody liked her. Fuck you, Aunt B. Well, when you're that fucking hot, you have the ability to tell people. <laughs> you run the joint. Um, I got two more for you here. All okay? right. Here's one that surprised me. Is still alive. Harry Belafonte. Really? Yep. 88. Older. 94. 93. Shit. How much is he worth? Mm, he did that one fucking... Yeah, he's uh, overrated as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> as a singer, seems like a good fucking dude. Dude, how's this guy alive and Al Jarreau's dead? Ah, oh, that's travesty. So fucking true. And Al Wilson, hello everybody. <laughs> These are the eyes that never knew how to smile. You came into my life, girl, and here is the soul of. Fucking love Al Wilson. Fuck Harry Belafonte. Yeah. But put your fucking old this table. It's so, God, you're so unfair. <laughs> and fucking Nick Willendell making a cross. <laughs> Girl, here's the st- uh, and Al Wilson's gone. I can't figure it out. Uh, <laughs> what do you got against Harry Belafonte? I don't know, man. Because when, done- when I tell you how much he's worth, you're just going to want to pull your hair out. Ah, shit. 20 million? 28 million. For what? Fuck if Love I know. Boat? Fuck if I Fuck know. Fuck did he do? <laughs> All right, last one on here. Don Lemon. Don Lemon from CNN. Yes, yeah, Don Lemon from CNN. <laughs> the only thing about Don Lemon, I mean, he, I, I get Don Lemon's a fucking lightweight. Yeah. But God, he takes a fucking beating on social media. Don Lemon. Dude, that's a great question. How old is that fucking crazy kid? <laughs> 46. Older. Is he really? He's in his 50s. No shit. Yep. 54? 54. Damn. What's Don Lemon make a year? Uh, I don't think as much as you think. No, I bet Anderson Cooper and Chris oh, Cuomo yeah. make more, right? And Anderson Cooper doesn't even need the money. He's rich as fuck. He, uh, his mom gave all his her money to charity. Though. Bitch. Um, I'm gonna say Don Lemon's worth eight million. Really close. You did really good today. Ten million. Ten million. Happy birthday to my friend Nicole Ruman. So Friday was the three-year anniversary of my first day at my other job. Okay. My pal Nicole Ruman, I met on the first day there with Audrey and Jackie and Randy, JT, Aaron, and all the rest. Jerry. I tell you what, Dave, man, you go into a job, and you and I have done it. Timmy Meehan, another dude. These guys were so fucking nice to me right from the start. But then the funny thing was, uh, my pal Nicole, it was her birthday the next day. I started the 28th. It wasn't leap year, and then the next day was her birthday. Still there, still killing it, and uh, happy birthday to her today. I have no idea. I have no idea how old she is or how much she's worth, <laughs> but uh, um, that's it. One quick thing. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll forget this. Do you ever watch that show, CBS Sunday Morning? I watch it with no. my kids. It's like one of the few things you can watch. How old do you think Vanna White is? Oh, boy. I think we did this one on the show recently. I'm going to go 73. For Vanna? How old is she? I don't Dude, know. She's like in her mid-60s. Is Calm she really? Down. Yeah. Is she really in her mid-60s? Yeah, she's like 66. That old fucking seventy three. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't know when did she when did when was Havana in Playboy? 
Well, she was never going to be in there. And then that fucking somebody published those photos and Good for pissed them. her off. Um, but then today they had a story about Rick Ocasek yeah. and his wife. Yeah. They had been separated for a year yeah. when he died. He fucking, but they were still like living together yeah. and doing different things. Fuck a guy cut her out of his will. Really? Yeah. And she had made X amount of dollars, but had used that money to kind of, you know, put all the money back into yeah. the marriage, house payments, shit like that. And this fucking guy left her high and dry. How about that? Boy, that guy won twice. All right. I mean, well, he did. He's dead. Well, is it? Isn't? Wasn't that the ultimate where we all went? What the fuck is she doing? Yeah. Don't. I mean, don't you have a mirror in your house for him yeah. to? Or drives work, and she was like nineteen. He was like forty when and they got married. And she was like on the cover of Sports Illustrated all the like, time, like three years in a row. Paulina, yeah, smoking hot. And then finally, did you see the clip of Oprah? Well, what do you? Okay, so what? People think she deserves the money. God damn, Dave! If you're her, I'm trying to say how much. Okay, she's fifty four right now. Yeah, looks good. Yeah, dude, you gotta have your kids a little further away. You should bring her over. Yeah, fuck. That's right, man. Just Patreon money's good. 5'10", big girl. Big, tall drink of water. She is. She looks great. Well, let's take her walk right into the village. Yep. Go to Pete's. Yeah. That's true. Those fucking kids. Stay home and work it out. I got to go. Stay home and work it out. Um, and, and if you got Rico Kasich sloppy seconds, big damn deal. Ah, he, that's what a fucking hot shower's for. He didn't know, he didn't know what he was doing fuck with her. no. Fuck no. It's like when Boach replaced Jim Riggleman. <laughs> Same shit. Bring a winner in. Um, finally, before we go, did you see Oprah eat shit yesterday at the forum? Like she, fell or yeah, ate she, shit? No, she's... You fucking asshole. Because either way, I want to see both. You would, you fucking weirdo. Oprah and... Oprah and uh, what's her fucking friend's name on CBS? Gail King? Yeah, Oprah and Gail King doing two girls, one cup. Gross, shut up. fuck's the matter with you? Why do you go see a doctor? <laughs> For which doctor? Which one do I go to? Go see a witch doctor, okay. is right. Hey, get this shit off. Hey, get that curse right, off your, of tell you. Tell your fucking story. Dude, <laughs> I'm she... not going to YouTube that shit. Is it on YouTube? Yes. Oh, I'm watching. She's... Given a speech, one of the, you know that speech that Stern's been talking about where people go and they're held all day in the forum yeah. like a hostage? Yeah. And she's talking about something, and she moves to the left, and then she staggers, staggers, and falls right down on the stage. And you just hear one person go, Oprah. And she's on the ground. Did she pop back up, or did she lay there? Well, she didn't really pop back up. She got back up. She didn't get the landing gear down, did she? Girls never get Fuck the landing gear no. down when they fall. I don't know why. Fuck no. Guys always get their hands out. How come girls never get their arms out in time? Man, she dropped like somebody hit her with a blow dart. <laughs> Ricky Lake. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Lake. Jenny Jones. Remember that thirteen sixty? I loved it. Phil Donahue. Yeah. <laughs> I hear they still do it. The late <laughs> Martin Downey Jr. <laughs> They still do it. <laughs> Costa still does that. that trick. <laughs> the blow dart? Remember, we would always do the blow dart, and then Costa tried doing the blow dart. We're like, hey, what the fuck just happened? Stay out. 
Who did, what did he, who did you say? Jenny Jones? Is that, who did you say? Yeah, Jenny. Uh, that was it. Toof, toof. Oh my god! Fuck, dude, I haven't thought about Jenny Mary Jones forever. What the yeah. fuck happened to Jenny Jones? Why didn't she jump out of the business? Know, where'd she go? Who was the chick with the glasses? Oh, Sally Jesse Raphael. Choo choo, Okay, yeah. how how old is Jenny Jones? Jenny Jones, I think she's seventy two. Seventy three. Fuck. Here's the funny thing. This is crazy. When Jenny Jones was on TV, what she was on in the 80s, right? Yeah, I think so. When Jenny Jones was on, I remember she did a show once where she said that she had uh, breast implants. Okay. And they were just hard as rocks. And after she said that, like, every time she's on TV, I just couldn't stop staring at her breasts. I'm just, right. like, just looking. Yeah, big shock. I'm like, she wore a bra? I mean, what what does that feel she like? she doing that? Yeah. What, uh, hey, is that uh, supposed to turn me off? <laughs> You need to go see a witch doctor. Okay. We're gonna. Be, uh, what time is it? How do we do? It's uh ten twenty two. Holy shit! We gotta go. And we've been on for an hour and a half. All right, we're out. We'll be back live Wednesday night. Well, live for us. Yeah, we're here. You'll get it on tape as we announce Nick Walunda live across the volcano. Perfect. Uh, until then, we'll see you on social media. Doesn't mean we'll answer. If he but- falls in, what's your response gonna be? No. Whoa. Oh, no. I'll be like Ostel when he was in Chopper 8. Oh, no. Oh, no. Remember Ostel when he was in Chopper 8 and that car in Oceanside drove into the street lamp? And Ostel was like, all of us were like, whoa. And Ostel, oh, no. Oh, no. That'll be me Wednesday night if he goes, oh, fuck. I'm going in. I'll be like Harvey Milk, the Muscani and stuff. (laughs) <laughs> where the guy just screams out Jesus Christ. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he falls right in that volcano. He's not falling in the volcano. He's not. He'll make it. Find something else. He's doing it against a green screen hey, like Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> what's, what's, okay. Let's say he goes across this volcano. What's your prediction for the next stunt? What yeah, you, like what, from here to the moon? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. What are you doing next? I want to know who the two assholes are that have to string a line across there. I was thinking the same thing when you were telling this story an hour and a half ago. Who the fuck's hey, the one Dave, that sets Jeff, us up? Okay, here's what we need, guys. Okay, we're going to have you drag the line across the volcano. Now, gets warm there, so don't don't <laughs> stick around. All right, boys? Don't stick around. All right, let's keep it moving here. Make it nice and taut. <laughs> we got to give Nick a fair chance. This guy has a wife and kids. He obviously doesn't care about him. He wouldn't be doing this shit. Yeah. Like, he should be in Circus Vargas. If he was married to Paulina, he wouldn't be doing this shit. Yeah. He was, I got something to go home for. What do you think he's... Do you think tonight he's like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> no, I don't think he's doing that at all. I'm thinking right now he thinks he's the most important person on the planet. And the world doesn't understand his greatness. And I'm going to show everybody on Wednesday night. I'm a household name. If you're ABC, though, my kid keeps asking me, Yeah, does he have something tied to his belt loop? Like, does he have no, something? No, there's no safety, anything. There better not be. But even if he has that thing, you would think that if he dropped off the wire, it would still drag him down, right? Look, the... He, does, okay, look, you watch all these. Does he does he have some safety thing? I feel like before he's had one because... That's like, like someone lip-syncing. Yeah, they need to put this shit on, like, Vice Channel. 
right? Like Vice or 30 Second Fights. Yes. Like those fuckers would be like, get out there. <laughs> get going. <laughs> ABC's like, we're the home of The Bachelor. Yeah. We bring fun things to life. But they're paying for it. They know what everybody's watching. How they're long- not watching him to, to watch him trapeze it. How long will the actual stunt take? Probably 30 minutes. 30 minutes, right? So it's an hour and a half of interviews of bullshit and everything else, yeah. right? Like Evil Knievel when he used to take the motorcycle yeah. up to the ramp and you didn't yeah. know when he was actually going to go. Right. You got it. I'll watch it. Except for the only thing we're missing on Wednesday night is the late, great Frank Gifford. That's a- <laughs> All right, you asshole. Be right. better on Wednesday night. <laughs> we'll come not. down here. We'll watch Nick Willenda, that fuck face. <laughs> So oh.